0: This is episode 158 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about nonverbal communication and the good and the bad about matching people's energy. But first, I want to invite you to hop over to Amazon and check out 30 Days to Higher Hopes, my latest writing book and we have a sponsor for this episode. I am proud to endorse the Problem Solving Mats that you can get over at thinkingmats.com. And at checkout, all you have to do is put in focused mindset and you will get a 10% discount on everything that you buy. Christina Torres is the owner of thinkingmats.com and she's developed Problem Solving Mats that's absolutely been a game changer for me in my counseling practice. It's a self-directed social and emotional tool that helps free up myself as a counselor. It frees up teachers, parents, because it helps kids respect the process of problem solving. It turns problems into teachable moments and allows kids to handle their problem in real time on their own. Put focused mindset at checkout. And if you want to hear Christina Torres talk about it for yourself, I interviewed her back on episode one. Welcome to the Focused Mindset Podcast. This is the one and only podcast where you can figure out how to sort out your life using the solution focused approach. You may have heard about it in counseling, but guess what? You can have a mindset that's full of solutions rather than filled up with all of the problems that try and overwhelm us. I'm Cher Kretz. I am a solution-focused life coach and I'm a school counselor. Here, we discuss how you can be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Jump over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com, to learn more about our products and services. Hello, I'm so glad you can join me today. We're going to talk about matching energy, about the power in it and how it can help or hurt us. You may have never even thought about it before, but you put out your own level of social energy. And it can make or break your ability to interact. And it can make a big difference in whether you feel confident in any social situation You have to consider the energy that you bring into the room because whether you want to or not, you are bringing energy into the room. On any given day, you might bring a high or low level of energy. Recently, I talked on my live about a quote I had heard, the thing that angers you controls you, but the person that stays calm has all the power. And I've thought about that quote over and over again all week long because it's so true and it falls right in line with the research that I've been doing about matching energy that I wanted to bring to you today. When you think about the quote that I just mentioned, how if if you're angry, the thing that made you angry is controlling you. And if you stay calm, then you are the one in control no matter what is going on around you. Have you ever been in a situation where your child has made you angry? I think we all have because kids know how to push all of our buttons. And sometimes things that they do can take us from zero to a hundred in a second. I think that matching our child's anger, if they are heightened and they're upset, and then we raise the bar and we match their energy, then we're upset And then they, what do they do? They look at you and they get more upset and more worried. We wish that when they see us upset, it alarms them and they're immediately quiet, calm, peaceful. And that is absolutely not how it works. In the case where a child might be calm, The only reason or motivation that they would have to do that is because they might be scared that they're gonna get in trouble or out of fear or out of um, feeling as though they have to. This type of parenting causes a cycle that can be so harmful to our kids. We don't even realize it, but we're matching their energy and what are we teaching them? We're teaching them that they should be reactive instead of proactive. When they go out into this world, and they have something trigger them, they're immediately gonna feel justified to go from zero to 100. Why? Because they've watched you do the same thing. They've seen it with their own eyes. They've felt it with their own heart. It is so much more challenging and takes a lot of self-control for us to practice allowing them to match our energy and keeping our energy centered focused, and exactly where we want it to be. We can choose the energy that we have with our kids, with our loved ones. This goes for our, um, our significant other as well. Yes, there's things that people can do that trigger us. That's why we have that term. But I'm going to ask you to notice the energy that you have, the energy that you intend to have in a situation, and hold to it. Hold to it because you want to be that kind of person. Decide the kind of person that you want to be in any given situation. And then once you've decided, know that things are going to come at you during the day, whether it be from your kids or your spouse or your work or the traffic around you that will challenge you and threaten to take away that person that you have decided to be. The moment that you do that, say you uh, get angry at someone on the road, they cut you off, or you get angry at anything really, the moment that you move away from the center place that you want to be to that angry place, you justify it, we all do. We say, well, they did, and then we justify it. When I did some research recently on anger, they said it's one of the most challenging things for people to work on in their life because they feel justified when they get angry. And I've said, wow, I've noticed that. I've noticed that when I'm working with someone who's angry, they have a pretty um, good reason. So it's hard to argue with something that actually did make you angry. It is an alarming thing. It's a frustrating thing. We have to ask ourselves, though, and I know that I'm many times looking in the mirror asking myself the same question. What does it serve me to hold on to an emotion that is not the one that I really intend on being, the person I want to be in the heart, in my heart, the person that is um, in line with my values? What does that provide me? Does it do anything for me at all? And what... On the other hand, do I get in return when I choose to stay centered? The person who stays calm is the one that is actually in control. If we could really put that in our mind, we want to find that center where we can remain calm. Because anything else is us being out of control. You see how this is a completely different way of looking at the kind of person that we are in any given space? I worked with a, um, a young mother once who came in and told me my child is always making me angry. I can't even be myself anymore. I can't even feel like I get any rest. I am so frustrated. And I asked her this very same thing. I asked her about how it's serving herself, how it's serving her child, and we began to think about the vibe that she puts into the world, which is basically her energy. We decided for her to write down a list of all the things that she values and that the kind of person she intends to be. She even went ahead and found some pictures and some drawings and put them on a paper that she held with her in her purse. And when she felt like her kid was triggering her, she would take that paper out and look at it and she would say the person that she intends to be. This might be one practice that you could try that can center you and to help you invite your child to match your calm energy, rather than you matching their upset energy because kids are gonna get upset. They're gonna get mad, angry, frustrated, silly. Uh, All of these different emotions are gonna fly all over them and you can be the example of showing them a different type of way simply by getting in control of who you are in that moment. Now there's times when matching their energy is exactly what we need to do because sometimes our children, our loved ones, or even the people around us, our sisters, our brother, they have a great energy about them. And you have woken up on the wrong side of the bed. In that case, notice that energy. Notice that it can be infectious if you choose for it to be. And if you take it on, how much better of a day might you have? I can tell you that when I am ultra aware of what my energy is in a room, and then I choose it deliberately, whether it's something that I need to adjust or whether I need to mentally say, you know, no matter what is going on in this space, I'm choosing my energy based on what I've already decided before I came. Now I'm gonna bump it up in a notch to let you know that matching energy can improve your conversations. By matching the energy of others, your conversations can be elevated in the same way that I talk about using solution focused communication skills like we did last week, a lot of it has to do with the underlying energy that two of you share. If people are matching an energy, they have they have a connection that can't be denied, and they're drawn towards one another. And you can see the body language of two people that have matched energy. They're leaning towards each other. They're listening. They're uh, they're involved in the conversation. And if you want to have those kind of conversations, you want to become an expert of inviting people to match your energy and you matching theirs in order to develop a rapport. Rapport is really important in conversations and you could help create rapport with some of those people that you want to draw close to. Hey, you can create a stronger rapport even with people that you know very well, like your family. So in order to do this, you have to be able to read the energy of every situation. So when you're entering into your conversations with people, whether you know them very well or you don't know them at all, take a minute to see what their energy is. Is it something you can match in order for the two of you to have a more enriching and a deeper conversation in that moment? I want you to just go about your day and notice the energy in the room and the energy that you put off in a completely different type of way. I think this is one thing that can level you up as a solution focused. parent as a solution focused, a coworker wh- wherever you're going when you're practicing better communication skills, solution focused skills that I teach, sometimes it starts with the nonverbal. Next time you're in front of someone, just notice how they stand and stand in a similar manner. Notice uh, what they are doing with their hands and choose a very similar way of moving. This automatically happens usually with families. If you get together with somebody and then you get together with their sister and you're like, oh, you guys talk exactly the same. Oh, you move your head the exact same way when you talk. Look, that certainly is because you spend so much time with someone. You take on their actions. You guys are like one another in so many different ways that sometimes you wish you weren't. This is, is what happens naturally when someone's around each other a lot. So that's another tip you might try is when you feel like you're having a little trouble connecting with someone and you're trying to use the best of communication skills that you can, try stepping away and mirroring their actions and just noticing who they are and what about them can you adopt that does fall in line with your values and your beliefs Um, You don't want to do something that's out of that, but you certainly can be more aware when you're in conversations. So as you move in to your next social interaction, whether it be with your little child, whether it be with a family member or a friend, think about the energy that you bring to the room. I talk about this a lot in my earlier years of podcasting, I'm right now even cringing a little bit to even tell you to go back to my earlier podcasts because when I listen to them, I think, oh my goodness, Oh, I've I've come a long ways in podcasting. Some of them, I just, I don't know what I was thinking. But still, the information sometimes is super duper good and I'm like, all right, I I was speaking truth right there. If you go all the way back to 15, I'm just gonna tell you, just before you do, Don't judge me. (laughs) Um, But when you go back to 15, I talk about bringing vibes into any situation. I've also written a workbook about how to bring good vibes. Rather than adopting the vibes of a room, you come in with the vibes that you chose. And I have a little acronym about it. V stands for be in line with your values. I stands for interested. B stands for being bold. E stands for enjoy the moments. And then S stands for be willing to start over again. And um, if you're interested in getting that workbook, you can always email me at share the focused mindset. I don't have it um, published right now. I took it off, but I am I can always get it to you as my podcast listener. But you can remember that. You can hear all about it by going back to um, episode 15, that you can remember that you're in charge of your vibe, and it will make a huge difference in each and every moment of your day. And this is week five that I'm going to talk to you about seven solution-focused questions that you can use for journaling prompts or you can use for conversation starters. And let's get right into it. Question one, what do I need to let go of right now? Question two, if my problem disappeared, what would be different about today? Question three, what brings me closer to hope? Question four, when did the best version of me show up today? Question five, when hope is leading my life, what difference does it make? Question six, What is my intention moving forward? And question seven, what can I think about that'll help me be my best self? This is the last of five sets of seven questions that we've been going through in the last five weeks. I hope you've had the opportunity to think on them, utilize them in your conversations, and use them in your journaling. I know for me, I have written pages of journaling on each one of these questions. So I get to g- know myself. It's so important that I'm in touch with who I am. so I can bring you the information that I know has from my heart and not just speaking from maybe a, a blog that I've read or something along the way in my life. I want you to hear what, is real for me. And if you intend on being that same way, answering questions like this really helps you get in touch with the person that you want to be. These are solution-focused questions. I took my 35 most favorite solution-focused questions and have them on a special downloadable giveaway just for you on my website, thefocusedmindset.com. I'm going to put a link in the bio right here. If you go down below this episode, the very first thing before I even put the description, I'll put a link that you can click on to get my 35 solution focused questions for journaling and better conversations. It's a newly revised. So if you guys got one a while back, you want to get this one. It's printable. It has a place for notes. It has um, a quote from me. And it's just a really useful document as you move forward, choosing to be the best version of yourself. It's time for us to move forward in our day. You can check out the links below to find out how to get a hold of me. I've been trying to post as much as I can on my Instagram share the focused mindset so you can find me over there and and send me off a message if you'd like and until next time live solution focused before you go don't forget to check the show notes where i'm going to leave the links to my social media and the different places you can find me and i want to invite you to be a part of my email community it's absolutely free and this year i'm doing so much writing and so much reflecting and i want to send things directly to you i send the special notes to my email community and you can email me right back you have a direct line to ask me questions without any barriers of a website or anything check the show notes for that link or go to thefocusedmindset.com and if you click on getting the journal prompts you also automatically are able to be a part of my community. And if you're interested in supporting this program, there's three ways to do it. One, make sure you're following this program so it comes up as one of your favorites. Two, share it either on your social media or with someone you love straight to their email. And the third is to leave a review. And I love reading those. By supporting this program, we're helping people be solution-focused. See you next week.